Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast, a radio show coming to you on this Friday, May the 28th, 2021. Hopefully it finds you staying safe and staying sweaty all at the same time. On today's episode, we are going to run through 13 keys to health and happiness. But before I jump into that, we are launching our Sunday Advanced MatCon Series here, Season 1. Now, this is an online program. It can be done 100% from home, your living room, your garage, wherever you're at. And this thing is going to rip your face off in the most healthy, happy way possible. The program is kicking off here in 15 days. So again, it's March 28th, 2021. We're kicking this program off June the 14th. Uh, so 15 days and about five hours from now. Uh, this program, you guys will train every other day. So you'll do a Metcon that will rip your face off. There's built-in mobility that you'll follow along with me and do. And then the Metcon comes the next day. This is the only way I could put this together that I thought made any, you know, kind of legit sense just because these workouts are so disgustingly awful and uh and tough but you guys asked for them so if you're interested um the site jeremyscafitness.com slash sunday dash advanced dash metcon the link's also in my instagram bio we're going to send it out uh every day probably starting on memorial day uh, until the program launches so if you're in the newsletter you guys will see it i'm happy to give you a small podcast discount code if you guys are interested but uh, this is uh, something you guys requested, obviously. Uh, I had no intentions of creating this program or making it, but when you know the pandemic started and we started sharing these Sunday Advanced Metcons, uh, it kind of was born from that. I think we're now literally like 70-some weeks in where we've given you all these, these crazy workouts. Since initially this program started... You know, we do a Sunday Metcon in-house here. Anytime I'm actually in Scottsdale in town, uh, we have a group of diehard people that come in here and we just, we basically kill each other and then we, we track it and we keep a leaderboard. And obviously when the pandemic started, we couldn't, you know, see each other. So I started doing like the dumbbell, kettlebell at home only version. And that's where this program came from. So this is by far the hardest program we have done, in my opinion. This thing is going to challenge people for sure, and it'll change you if you let it, and it'll be cool. Um, so uh, if you're interested, obviously hit me up. I'm happy to give you guys a little podcast discount code if I can. But if you're looking for something that's going to challenge your total body um, and how you recover and how you treat yourself, this would be the program for you. So again, the site, jeremyscottfitness.com slash sunday dash advanced dash metcon, or the link's in my Instagram bio right now, or hit me up for the promo code, and I'll save you guys a couple bucks, and we can... Uh, we can kick each other's asses uh, throughout the summer here. So that's what we got going on. Oh, but the program is about 35 days long, I think, give or take. So that is where we're at. Also, the podcast is brought to you by my homies at Athletic Greens. You guys already know it's the one thing I take every single day. I never skip it. If you're tired of taking 14 different pills, if you're looking for something to kind of cover the gaps in your nutrition because you can't eat 10 to 12 servings of fruits and vegetables a day, Athletic Greens is what I would suggest. Again, it's easy. The travel packs especially, rip them, throw them in water, shake it. It is by far the best tasting greens out there. I've taken shots of Goldschlager. I've taken shots of wild turkey. I've taken shots Irish car bombs. Uh, you name it. This tastes way better than that. And so you did that at the bar as a young, dumb kid, or maybe you still do, um, and that does your body no good. These taste a thousand times better, and it gives you all the micronutrients you need for the day. There's biotin in there for your hair, skin, and nails so you can look sexy. There's a probiotic in there, digestive enzymes, there's zinc, all the B complexes, basically covered from head to toe. If you're interested, I can hook you guys up with a year's supply of free vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first order. The site, athleticgreens.com slash Jeremy Scott to get hooked up with that or message me. And if you're really on the fence, you've heard me talk about it, but you're like, well, Jeremy, I'm not sure I want to make the investment. I know you say it tastes great, but maybe you're full of shit. Hit me up wherever you can contact us. I'll have Monica send a pack right from this office to your front door. I don't care what state or country you live in. Then you can try the greens and be like, wow, he actually wasn't full of shit and I feel better on him. And then you get hooked up with all the free stuff. That's my gift to you. 
Is there any other podcast out there doing that? No, but we're crazy here, and I'm happy to do it to help you guys. That's how much I believe in it. I wouldn't work with these guys if I really didn't believe in the product, and I wouldn't take it myself. I wouldn't give it to my dad and to my mom and to my wife if I didn't think it was the best thing you could take. So if you're interested, I can hook you up with a free sample. Otherwise, if you're ready to jump on board, athleticgreens.com slash Jeremy Scott for a year's supply of vitamin D, five free travel packs with your first order of greens. Now, we are going to talk about 13 keys to health and happiness. And as I was doing a little bit of digging here today, uh, I thought I'd already done this podcast before, since we are 400 plus episodes in. But come to find out, I have not. This is part of a speech that I do when the world is normal, so probably coming up in a couple of months when corporations are bringing people like myself to come in to do fitness or talks on nutrition and habits and lifestyle. This is one of the more popular ones that I do. This is actually the free opt-in to our website to get on our email list and our guide. It's called 13 Keys to Health and Happiness, written by me. I have to imagine probably, man, six years ago, maybe even longer uh, at this point. And I was reading through it, uh, just kind of, I say reading loose terms. I'm just kind of like eyeballing it as I scroll down to see if it makes sense for the podcast to help you guys if I need to make any changes or updates. But it, it holds just as true today as, you know, the weekend that I wrote it. I'm trying to remember the exact time frame. I think Heather was on vacation and me being a weirdo, I went to the track to do sprints and I was listening to like Yea Wolf, which just did a track with Eminem, and I was like super hyped. And I'm like, I'm, I'm motivated to train, which, you know, I'm like just like you guys. Some days I'm motivated, some days not, but I was super hyped to train. Then I came home, my CNS is all over the place. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm hipped up, I can't sleep, I can't relax. I'm like, well, let me write this ebook and replace the current one that we have. And, and this is what uh, showed up. So maybe, you know, I like to bag on myself and say I'm not that smart, but maybe I'm wise beyond my years because this stuff makes a lot of uh, actual sense. And don't get me wrong. There's a lot of shit I don't know about. I can't really talk, uh, you know, politics with people or geography or uh, a lot of stuff about American history. But, man, um, if it comes to fitness, nutrition, and, and habits, that's the shit I do know. And so this is where uh, this came from. And before I even jump in, as I talk about motivation and, uh, you know, Motivation is like a shower. You got to do it, you know, consistently in order for it to make a difference. Like if you just take a shower once a month, you're still going to smell like a bag of shit and nobody wants that. That's how I think of like motivation and those things. You have to find something that pulls you in, right? And and I'll dig into this more. And, and the reason I say that is because I was sitting here today. Um, I get to come to work a little bit later on Fridays and we have uh, my wife's oldest sister in town, which we haven't seen her in basically like two years because of the, the pandemic stuff, which when you start to, to realize that and see these people, you're like, man, the pandemic just sucks shit, right? Like, can we all just agree like this is a, a, like, I can try to be as positive as I want. Like, you know, we made so much money and it, it opened up all these avenues for business and, you know, it forced me to pivot and learn these skill sets and blah, blah, blah. It sucked, dude. It just did. Like... Not seeing, you know, friends and family for, you know, multiple years at a time is not fun. And uh, so I got to spend the morning a little bit, uh, you know, chatting with her and with my wife. And uh, they're doing some stuff to our house with our backyard and our pool and all these things. And I come in here, train a bunch of people. And uh, my body's just tight. You know, I'm, uh, I'm not 22 anymore. Um, I pick up some things along the way. And so I'm smart enough to be dangerous to know how to fix a lot of things on myself. And I'm just going through, you know, uh, a lot of stuff with my glutes, piriformis, uh, hips, uh, QL stuff, different drills to get, try to get my body loose. And I realized, you know, you could probably spend about two hours a day doing mobility and it still uh, wouldn't be enough because you're going to find things that are tight and sore and uh, a lot of imbalances because we like to think we are, you know, I guess anatomically symmetrical and anybody out there listening, we are not. Don't worry about that. Things are not even in your body. There's going to be things that are, you know, stronger or weaker or things that are off, and that's okay. Uh, the point being is, I think, in terms of, you know, the consistency and finding motivation, there are just certain things you have to do. You, you just do, especially as you get older. You, you have to just 
take time for yourself and you have to just take time to do the things that you probably don't want to do. And I don't know how you want to word that or phrase that. You're probably going to do some things that are going to suck every day. And if that's mobility for you, then that's it. Or if it's eating vegetables and that's it, whatever it is, I use mobility um, as the example today because I don't really want to do it. Uh, I'd rather just came in here and crushed a workout. But when your body's telling you like, hey, dude, you're tight, you're sore, you're exhausted, you're kind of run down, you know, you live to train another day. Like, be smart about what you're doing. You know, go for a walk, but do the work your body needs, right? Like, especially the things that are tight and sore and bound up, start there and, and work your way, you know, from that point that really needs the attention and the love. So instead of coming in here and, you know, deadlifting and doing a bunch of stupid shit, I'm, I'm taking time to just open up my performance and my hips and just try to, you know, get everything in the right place so I can live to train another day and obviously work out tomorrow. And that's admittedly not super fun. And I throw mobility in as the underlier because A, it's what I was going through today for probably about an hour straight, just trying to work from head to toe the things that I know need a little bit more attention. And when you're doing that, when you're training the physical body and you're getting into a mental routine and a habit of taking care of yourself, it's the preventative stuff that's going to do you the most good. A lot of times, that's how we do healthcare in America, and I don't think it's correct. Most of us don't go to the doctor. We don't get checked up. We don't do anything until we're sick, until we feel bad, until there's a problem. What I would urge you to do, especially with corrective exercise and mobility and foam rolling and soft tissue work, and, and if it's self-massage or massage you know, uh, professionally from somebody else, do it consistently. You know, try to do it before there's a problem. Try to always be working on areas, you know, so you can avoid a lot of the non-contact injuries that uh, tend to happen to us as, you know, we get over the age of, I don't know, probably 25, you're going to start to pick up uh, some shit along the way from how you sit, how you sleep, uh, just how you lift, how you walk through life. Uh, and again, that has nothing to do with today's podcast, but I just, I think it's important because I think a lot of people, they skip that part of training. We build it into all the groups here because I do think it's vital, but you can't just get into the gym and just start pushing and picking up heavy stuff without doing the maintenance work uh, on the soft tissue, on the joints that, uh, you know, your body rely on. Now, disclaimer here before I, I kick into these 13 keys to health and happiness for you guys. Many of you guys already know these things. Um, you've heard me say this. Or you heard somebody much smarter than me uh, say this in one form or another. And oftentimes, you know, the difference between knowing something and actually doing something is what separates the average from the elite person in, in all areas of life. I'm going to repeat that sentence because I think it's important. Oftentimes, you know, it's the difference between knowing something and then actually doing something which separates the average person from the person who is actually quote unquote successful or reaches their full potential and gets to the goals they want to get to in life. Most people know you should exercise. Most people know you should get quality sleep. Most people know, you know, you should eat real whole foods. But knowing and doing are two different things. Most of us know we should floss all the time. Very few people do. Most of us know we should not spend more money than we make, yet a lot of people can't adhere to that. So knowing is not enough. You have to do. And if you guys are anything like me, you know, you need a reminder from time to time about, you know, what's, what's important or a reminder that the little things, when we do them correctly, the little things actually are the big things and when you can focus on the little things, the big things take care of themselves. And so I think we oftentimes get wrapped up in these these lottery ticket home run ideas, but it's actually the little stuff that we do, the mundane consistency day to day, uh, that's going to make all the difference in the world. And so again, knowledge alone is just not power. Knowledge with action is power. And I think for a lot of people, action trumps knowledge. And remember that as you kind of listen to me ramble on throughout the day today. And so this is just a quick rundown um, of things that you can do and you can take immediate action to improve a lot of the areas of your life today. 
And what I would say to anybody who is listening, wherever you're at, if it's the Memorial Day weekend or you're listening to this two years from now or, or whenever you stumble upon me and my uh, crazy rants here, you know, as you go through life, you got to focus on the things that matter the most to you. And a lot of times that takes a, a deeper, you know, dive down the rabbit hole than a lot of us are willing to, you know, want a journey, I guess. What I'm saying is don't be the richest guy in the graveyard. You know, don't go out and start working, you know, towards all these goals and dreams and ideas without actually knowing what's most important to you in your life. And, and I hope you're going to find throughout my rambling here that it's your health, your happiness, your relationships, and the way that you treat people and the way that you want people to treat you and not just, you know, chasing money and goals and certain things that are at face value seem important and what maybe, you know, you've been programmed to understand that like this is what matters most. But the truth is when you really strip it down about the things that you care about at the end of the day, um, they're often not the things that we've been preached and taught throughout school and throughout life. And I'm not saying that money and accomplishment and title is not important. Those things do matter for sure in terms of legacy and who you are. I get that. But there's a lot of other stuff underneath there that makes up, you know, what I would consider a successful quality life. So number one of the 13 keys to health and happiness, you got to eat real food. You need to eat like your life depends on it. Oh, wait, it does depend on it. You got to start caring enough about yourself and your body and your life to eat a higher quality of food. To anybody out there listening, I know eating right is a struggle. We've done multiple podcasts on this, but the simple formula, man, is if you eat, you know, junk, you're going to feel like junk. If you eat crap food, you're going to feel like crap. And maybe not all the time, maybe not instantly, but eventually it's going to catch up with you. It just will. If you eat healthy food, you tend to feel healthy. Now, obviously, there's obviously outliers and every day is not going to be sunshine and rainbows. But for the most part, people that eat healthy and eat well are healthy and they feel well. And I say you have to focus on real whole nutrient dense, if you can afford it, organic foods. Um, I don't know any other way to, to slice this. I know a lot of people want to sit with me and talk and they think I'm going to say something, you know, more profound about food. But if it runs, it swims, it flies, you know, it grows from the earth, eat it. If it comes super processed in bags and boxes, I'm not saying you can never eat it, but that shouldn't make up a bulk of your meals every single day. And if you don't follow this first rule about eating real healthy food, you might as well forget the rest of the stuff I'm going to ramble on about because you have to understand the food you eat can be your greatest strength or it can be your worst enemy. And the choice is 100% up to you. You know, the food we eat either makes us healthier or unhealthier. There really is no, you know, in-between food. And I'm not saying you can't enjoy beer and pizza with your buddies. I think we should all be able to live a life and enjoy those things in moderation. And where you draw the line there, it's up to you. But you can't have, in my opinion, the most successful, happy life possible if you're feeding your body a bunch of toxic bullshit. I just, I've never met anybody who eats and drinks trash all the time and just seems really healthy and vibrant and motivated and fulfilled. I'm sure they're out there, or maybe there's a couple, but again, those are the outliers. Most of the time, people who are shoving their face full of a bunch of garbage tend to look and move and feel the same way. Number two, surround yourself with awesomeness. You want a happy life? You got to fill it with happy people, man. You want an awesome life? You got to fill it with awesome people. You want a positive life? You guessed it. You fill it with positive people. If you fill your life with negative, pessimistic vampires, they're going to suck all the energy, inspiration, and happiness out of your life so quick. I mean, like that. If you change your inner circle, you will see how quickly your life can change in that process. And sometimes it's hard. These are friends. These are family members. These are people who judge you and want you to be successful, but maybe not more successful than them. Or they want you to win, but not, you know, really win at the biggest scale. It's, it's kind of like 
music and when you listen to uh to bands and you listen to artists and you know you're the first person to hear about them and and you love their music and it's amazing and then they get so big the songs are on the radio all the time and then you're like well you know they used to be good and you know it's like when they blew up you started to hate them a little bit like we do that in life like we want people to be successful and then they get to be mega successful and then it's like we want to see them you know crumble and fall i don't understand that but we see it all the time in society with uh, athletes and music and, and people who reach this level of, you know, fame and people want to nitpick at them. And, and it's a, it's a crazy phenomenon. And what I'm saying is a lot of times in your life, you have some of those same people who they're with you and they want you to be awesome. And then you start to change and evolve and become smarter and more mindful and more, uh, self-aware, maybe more financially successful. Maybe you're healthier, you're training harder and they want to kind of sabotage you. They want to pull you in and force you in to eat the shit food they want to eat or or pull you into having drinks or spend the money when you're trying to save the money or whatever the thing is. The point I'm driving at is if you surround yourself with like people, it's going to level you up. Iron sharpens iron, I guess, as they say. If you surround yourself with people who wake up early, uh, they work hard, they do the right things, they have the right mindset, they're active, you're going to find yourself being the average of those people. If you're hanging around with people who are always glass half empty and they're the people who are just the energy sucks, we call them vampires, it's going to be tough, man, because those those people are a drain on your light and you don't want that. You really don't. I'm not saying you can't, you know, be there for other people, but you can't always be, you know, a fountain to everyone if they're a drain on you. It really is going to wear you down. You have to have people who challenge you in a good way and people who lift you up. And just look around your circle. I've talked about this a hundred times on this podcast, but I can't say it enough. If you if you show me who your friends are and show me the people you hang out with the most, I can probably show you where your future is going to go. I, I have yet to meet somebody who has a circle of friends who's a bunch of just complete unhealthy shitbag losers and that person's an amazing healthy awesome human being think about it as you kind of move through your day and as you're auditing and assessing your inner circle and then obviously the circle that goes beyond that number three experience over stuff man and uh again i'm out against things if you want to drive a benz Go flex and drive a Benz. There's nothing wrong with it. If you love Mercedes, they're a great car. And this is not about Mercedes. You can be a Range Rover or a BMW. It doesn't matter. If you like super nice, fancy stuff, then buy it. If you want to live in a 5,000-square-foot house, you know, on the mountain or, you know, oceanfront property and you got the money, respect. Do it. I'm not against things. But I do think experiences with friends and family and travel is much more rewarding and I do think you get a bigger uh, I guess emotional return than you would from just stuff each day each week each month each year you know I tell people you know try to do something or go somewhere for the first time now obviously the pandemic has probably slowed a lot of that down but there's a lot of amazing domestic places whatever country you live in that you've probably never been. Do you know how many people I talk to here that are members that have never been to the Grand Canyon and we are in Arizona? How crazy is that? Like I come from the Midwest and you see the pictures of the Grand Canyon and then actually you go there and you're like, holy shit. And I was fortunate enough uh, here to hike it uh, with a group of, you know, badass humans. And we went rim to rim to rim. So started at the South Rim, hiked to the North Rim, and then hiked back to the South Rim. That obviously is life-changing in itself. I've been lucky enough here and just in the state of Arizona, like all the the cool places you can, you can go and you can see from Havasu Pie to Mount Humphreys to Horseshoe Bend to Lake Powell, you name it. The point I'm driving at is there's so many people who live so close uh, geographically, yet they've never went there. And I would urge you to, you know, spend a couple bucks and it doesn't, it's not going to take a ton of money and spend a little bit of time to see something new that's probably right in your backyard because the world's huge. The world is enormous when you really think about it. And we get stuck in our little bubble worrying about so many small, meaningless things. We get focused on just acquiring more stuff. And and ch- like I talked about earlier, chasing things like, you know, just job status 
or a bigger, newer, fancier home or the cars or, you know, the designer clothes and furniture. The list of stuff really is endless. And again, I'm not against it, but I wouldn't sacrifice experience life with your friends and your family and doing things that are going to bring you a level of happiness and enlightenment and fulfillment that material things I, I don't think will. And I'm not saying like stuff can't do that. If you want to, you know, buy a Jeep because you love off-roading, super cool. That I, I understand that. But there's experience with that. It's not just a thing that sits there. Does that make sense? And there's a, a great quote. We actually have it uh, on the wall here um, in multiple places. We have the short version, the expanded version. And uh, from Fight Club, if you guys have seen one of my top 10 favorite movies of all time. You know, there's a lot of life gems. Uh, by the way, in Fight Club. If you guys have never seen it, please, I feel terrible for you. You had an awful childhood or adulthood if you've not seen it yet. Go uh, stream it, uh, and you, you'll, you'll find a lot of amazing life lessons if you're really looking for them in there. But Tyler Durden, uh, the main character, one of them uh, played by Brad Pitt, said it best, you know, and I quote, we buy things with money we don't have to impress people we don't like. And I think that's a really shitty way to go live your life. And if you're doing that, please stop. Uh, it is not worth it. You're not impressing anybody. Nobody gives a shit. I talked about this in the podcast the other day about um, stop caring what people think because I use the example of Prince because Prince died and we cared for like a day. And you think people really care about the kind of car you drive? They do not give a shit, you guys. It does not matter. Um, especially if you live in a fancier place like a like a LA or New York or Miami or even like a Scottsdale now, um, you drive a Mercedes, it's like a normal car here. A Mercedes here is like a Ford Taurus where I grew up. Uh, BMW here is like a Chevy Cavalier where I grew up. It just blends in. You don't even notice it. There's very few things that really stick out uh, and, and no one gives a shit. And if you, again, if you like it, that's awesome. But a lot of people are buying things with money they don't have to impress people they don't like or don't even know. And... I know that might sound a little harsh for some people, but it's been my experience thus far in my life, you know, to invest in life experiences just over stuff. You know, I will always remember, you know, the trip Heather and I took to uh, Tahiti and Bora Bora and Morea much more than some coffee table that sits at my house from Crate and Barrel. Again, I'm not telling you how to spend your money or spend your time. I just know, like, our trip to Italy, you know, being in the Colosseum, you know, feeling like Maximus, uh, you know, walking through uh, the Vatican, you know, I'm going to remember those things. And, and we talk about that and we reminisce about that uh, way more than the car that sits in my garage. And that's just me. So my advice is pay for things you'll never forget. And the things that really matter to you. And I think if you can do that, it's going to make for an epic life. Um, because my most memorable experiences and the things that I cherish the most, they're actually not things at all. Number four, do what you love. Sounds simple enough, yet as we become adults, we have more responsibilities, more obligations, and we tend to do less of the things we love and more of the things that... Well, for lack of a better term, kind of suck shit. And what I would say to you is your lifetime is worth whatever you're willing to trade for it. Your lifetime is worth whatever you're trading it for. And, and what I mean is if you're trading, you know, your life 10 hours a day, five days a week for $70,000, that's basically what your lifetime is worth. So when you go to a job to earn money, and you need to do that unless you were born rich, but I wasn't, and most of you weren't either, and we don't have a, you know, a rich Uncle Rico who's going to leave us $5 bucks. so we have to save for our own retirement and our own investments, and we have to earn money so we can live and survive and not be you know, destitute, homeless somewhere. Uh, but if you're working you know, a normal job, a 9 to 5, you know, probably 40, 50, 60 hours a week for 70, 80, $100,000 a year, that's what your lifetime is worth. You've made an agreement to trade your life's hours for that amount of money. 
you're exchanging your lifetime for a salary. So my advice is you better make sure you love it or at least you don't fucking hate it because that would be a terrible way to spend the most important thing, your time on this earth, doing some shit you hate for a couple of bucks. Do not trade your lifetime, which is your most precious commodity, because once it is gone, my friends, you cannot buy it back. You simply can't. You can make more money, but you can't make more time. So if you're going to trade your most precious asset, your time, make sure you're doing something you at least tolerate and believe in and can be passionate about day in and day out. Again, I don't know everybody's financial situation here. I'm not going to tell all of you to be entrepreneurs and start your own business because I don't believe that's for everybody. In fact, I believe it's for very few people. I think there's a lot of fake entrepreneurs out there who are just hanging on in an ecosystem right now. And I think the pandemic probably weeded a lot of people out. And I think the longer, you know, people are in it, uh, the less likely they're to be successful. This is the only arena where if you run a business, the longer you're in it, the least likely you are to, to make it because they just, you know, statistically speaking, it just doesn't happen for a lot of people. Uh, the failure rate is super high. But what I would say is if you're doing a job right now and you're making $250,000 a year, but you fucking hate every second of it, maybe if you can change your lifestyle, and I don't know if you've got seven kids and you got a 10,000 square foot house, maybe you need to be making a quarter million bucks a year just to stay afloat. But if you don't, and you can make some life changes and maybe, you know, downsize your house and, uh, you know, drive a, an older car. Maybe you can do a job for $87,000 a year and actually be fulfilled and have more free time to have more fun experiences and have less stress and be a little bit healthier and be more active and do more of the things you love because you actually don't need that much money. Now, I don't know where the line is for you guys, but that would be my advice. There comes a time where you know, you look back when you were probably making less money and you're like, you know what? I was maybe happier then than I actually am right now because I took on more responsibility and more stress. And now I'm actually doing more of the shit that I hate, even though I'm getting a bigger paycheck. And there was a Mendoza line there for everybody and I can't draw it, but my advice would be enjoy what you do every day or at least things that you look forward to and you feel like there's some personal growth there and there's some fun there, even if it means making less money. And I've said this before and I'll say it again. I would work here for myself and make $35,000 a year, even if I had to work 100 hours a week to do it, before I would go work for insert whatever other fitness company and make $450,000 a year. But that's me. And I'm fucking crazy and I'm wired a little bit different. And if that's not you, then that's cool. I just don't want you to do things you hate every single day and then wake up, you know, 30 years from now realizing, wow, you made a terrible life decision and it's too late because you can't buy your time back. Number five, activity is everything. You got to do it daily. If you're fortunate enough to have functioning arms and legs and lungs and a heart that pumps blood into your veins, which allows you to get up off your ass and get moving, please do that in some way, shape, or form every single day. You have to understand how blessed you are because there is millions of people who are stuck in wheelchairs, hospital beds, living in countries where they will never get a chance to work out, where they cannot do fitness as a luxury. They don't have, you know, 15 gyms within a five-mile radius like I do from the place I'm sitting right now. There's a lot of people out there who would trade places with you in a heartbeat, you know, Every person out there who, and I don't want to get super serious and sad here, but that's paralyzed or that's in a hospital bed, they would trade places with you in a split second to be able to get up and jump and run and move. So you have no excuse. You, you really don't. You have to raise the standards of expectations for yourself and understand it's a gift to be able to get up and move uh, the way that we can as human beings, especially, you know, when you're, you know, you're not 97. And even when you're 97, you can probably still get up and do some awesome shit if you've been doing mobility. Uh, but for the rest of us, you know, you have to understand this is a gift and don't look at like, oh, I have to go work out today. I have to go train. I have to go exercise. I have to go. No, no. It's not you have to. 
if you start to change the language, it'll change the way that you look about it, look at it and think about it. Think instead of saying, well, I have to go work out. I have no, you get the opportunity to go train. You get the chance to go be active today when so many other people do not. You have to understand what a precious gift it really is in order to really appreciate it like we all should. Because when it's taken away, only then do we really realize, wow, I, I shouldn't have wasted all that time because now I have you know, this injury. Now I have this disease. Now I can't go do the things I used to be able to do. And I made excuses of why I couldn't before. And now I really can't. And I wish I could go back and do it. Don't find yourself in that position. Number six, mandatory mindfulness. Be mindful of your life as it's happening. I mean, truly own the moment. Oftentimes we get focused on the future or we can't let go of the past. So we miss the moment that we're currently in. We let the present kind of slip by unnoticed. So take a few minutes each day to be mindful for your life in the amazing gift that it is. Be mindful for your husband. Be mindful for your wife, for your kids, for a sunrise, for a sunset, for your own body and just the awesome things that it can do for your mind. Appreciate the beauty in each one and understand what each one of those things brings to your life every single day. And if you think about it, you know, when's the last time you just slowed down to watch a sunset or watch a sunrise with your significant other? You know, it's those little things we talk about that can instantly improve the happiness of your life. And I say this all the time to my wife, to family members, to people who are here. Don't get so busy, you know, making a living, you forget to make a life, especially with the people who matter most to you. Again, I don't know your financial situation and, and what you're diving into, but we spend so much time doing things, in my opinion, that don't really matter and we get stressed about them and we, you know, get so wrapped up in busy work. We get so busy, you know, working in our life, we don't step back to actually work on our life and actually live it and experiences it. And so it's just be present wherever you are. Always try to be there. Number seven, ready, shoot, aim. Anybody out there who wants to kind of change their station and, uh, and do a little bit more than they're currently doing, I would urge you to take massive action towards something that you're passionate about, like today. Don't worry about failing because it's going to happen. It's just part of the process and that's okay. Fail fast and fail forward, as I like to say. Some people get frozen with the fear of failing. They don't even try, dude. My advice is just do something. Uh, we, we joke here actually in the gym uh, with people. I'll, I write down, you know, the workout for the day. I explain it. We show it. We start. And a lot of times these guys ignore me because they've been here for like seven, eight years. And uh, halfway through, they're like, what am I supposed to do here? And I just jokingly say, just do something. Because doing nothing is not the answer. I don't care. If, if I said do overhead presses and you're doing bicep curls, it's better than nothing. My advice is just do something. Anything is better than nothing. I would rather fail a million times, you know, knowing I gave it my all than to have never even tried, you know, because that question, what if, uh, would be a terrible thing to live with for the rest of your life. It's, you know, it's not a question I want to be asking myself when I get to the end of my life. And I assume none of you guys want to be asking either, you know, what if I would have, you know, started a side hustle? What if I would have, you know, taken that trip? What if I would have left that job I fucking hated? What if I would have asked that girl out? What if those things can haunt you, man? Uh, you know, and again, I know a lot of people fail um, to try things because they don't want to be humiliated. They don't want to be embarrassed. They don't want to, you know, have people think that they're not smart or they're not this or that. Again, this comes back to caring about what people think. 
most people are so busy in their lives, you guys, they, they don't have time to worry about anything that you're doing. And I have yet to meet anybody who's been successful at anything, fitness, sports, marriage, uh, finances, or otherwise, that hasn't failed miserably along the way. Most people who are in great marriages have had so many failed shit relationships on the way there. That's part of the game. Um, and what I mean failed is I'm not meaning like, you know, it was this, you know, terrible, like, uh, you know, call the police type of breakup stuff. What I'm saying is if you're married, like myself, you probably dated a bunch of people for multiple years. Well, none of those girls I dated from ages, you know, 15 to 25 did I end up marrying. So those are all failed relationships. And sometimes their fault, sometimes my fault, sometimes just, you know, wrong time, wrong place. And, you know, you're just a young, dumb kid and you don't know what you're doing and you're selfish and whatever the issues were. The point I'm driving at is, as I think about that, every person that I met up until my wife, I learned something along the way. Either, you know, what I should have done differently things that they did wrong, things that I did wrong, things I don't want in a partner, things that I didn't like about myself. And I learned and I failed in all those relationships to get to meet my wife at that point in time. And and Heather and I have talked about this before in here. I don't think there's just like one person for one person. I think you can have a great life, you know, with, with multiple different partners, but I do think there's a synergy to meeting the right person at the right time. And so if I would have met my wife at 17, there's no way we would have been married today. Like if if Heather and I met at 22, she was 22, I was 22, I'm sure we could have hooked up because we're a bunch of little savages, but we weren't going to get married, right? Like she had so many issues, I was a complete fucking train wreck. Like it just wasn't going to happen. And that's what I mean by just taking a chance. Sometimes it's a leap of faith and sometimes it's just trying different things. It doesn't have to be about relationships, it can be about your own business or working for a startup or just doing something differently. But you got to do something. Just don't sit there in purgatory fear, you know, worried about if you're going to fail because you're going to. But fail fast, fail forward, and just keep things moving. It's the only way I've done anything. We, we have so many failed programs here. I don't want to go down that whole road of all the stuff I've invested in, all the things that we have tried to create here that have just been complete, you know, for lack of a better term, just epic fucking failures. And it's all led me here. What I do today for a business and for a life is nothing what I envisioned, but I just tried a bunch of different things all in my, my narrow lane. Cause I can't, I'm not going to be like investing in this and this and shit. I don't understand. I basically stick to the things I know, which is really minimal, but I try so many different things inside that, not only to see what's going to work and make money, but what do I personally like? Like, what do I personally want to do? What do I enjoy? That's all of you out there as well. If you are always afraid to fail, you're never going to find the things that you love. You're never going to be willing to try. And here's a newsflash. Anytime you're trying something new, you're going to suck at it. At least if you're like me, you are. You you guys might naturally be great at things. I'm terrible at almost everything. So everything I try at first, uh, I suck at for sure. But uh, over time, you kind of find your niche and you find your lane and you find what you're good at. And that's where the real magic starts to happen. Number eight. Always tell the truth, man. Be honest with the world. And the world tends to be honest with you. Always tell the truth. Even when it hurts, man. The truth, it really can set you free. It really can. But uh, everybody out there holding on to lies and half-truths and deceiving people, it's um, it's a house of cards, man. And uh, eventually it's going to fall. And really, it's just kind of like poison to your soul if you're, if you're living a lie. And worst of all, the lies that we tell ourselves, you know, those are the ones that keep us from reaching our full potential. You know, my advice is just be honest when you talk to yourself about where you are in your life and where you've been and, and where you want to be. And tell yourself a true story about what's possible for your life. Because once you can be honest with yourself, there, there's nothing that can stop you. Once you can admit your shortcomings. Once you can, you know, understand you're not perfect and you're flawed and you're fucked up and 
when you can share that, maybe it's not, you know, with, you know, everybody listening on a podcast like I do or on Instagram and Facebook and through newsletters and the blog and all the shit we do. But I try to be transparent with everything. And I try to always be as honest as I can with you guys. I don't want to, you know, when I have shit days, and I do this last couple months, I've had some shit days, just accumulation of things. I'm not going to go super deep down it. But I don't share all that stuff because I don't want to sound like a whiny asshole on the podcast, but I try to be as transparent as I can for you guys because there's there's a great vulnerability in that. There's um, something cathartic about it, I guess, but there's also a great power in that when you can just be, you know, I guess for lack of a better term, kind of naked to the world and you can kind of be an open book. There is, there is a great sense of uh, relief and freedom and power in doing that. I couldn't imagine living a life, you know, and being a, a fake personality or a fake persona or just trying to front for everybody and keeping up with the Joneses. It seems like it'd be fucking exhausting. It really would. And uh, I don't want to always bring it back to uh, my amazing 2008 Honda Accord that I still drive every day. But it's just who I am. Like, I'm just a... I'm a basic fucking dude from the Midwest and I just happen to like love fitness and sports and I just, I like people who like the same shit that I do, you know, that's who I am and I don't feel self-conscious about, you know, the way that I look or the way that I talk or the things that I say or the way people see me because I'm always trying to be a good person. I'm just trying to do the best that I can with the, the cards that I'm dealt and I try to help as many people as possible. So if you think I suck shit and you hate me, I don't care. It doesn't matter because I know when I go to sleep every night and I look in the mirror, I do more good in the world than I do harm. And I bring up my vehicle because it's honestly who I am. I don't care about flexing and fronting and things. And so when, you know, I know a lot of people have to live a lie and keep up with the Joneses and feel like they really need to like flex and they need some kind of, you know, they need the world to know that they're quote unquote an investor or that quote unquote that they're an entrepreneur or that they're successful or that they made it or that they're a doctor or a lawyer or insert whatever the fuck it is. And that's fine. I just don't need that thing. And a lot of people need that, or at least they're telling themselves, well, if I do this, then people will think I'm awesome. And it doesn't matter at the end of the day. If it's not who you really are, just be comfortable in your own skin. And I use my car because it's sitting out here and I can see it right now. And we had two clients in earlier today. And the two cars parked next to mine was a Rolls Royce. And then the car next to it was a McLaren. So it's a Rolls Royce, then my 2008 shitbox Honda Accord, and a McLaren. And it doesn't bother me. Other than when they come in and say, hey, Jeremy, you should wash your car because it's dirty. And I said, wash my car. I have not washed that car probably ever. And my wife probably hasn't washed it in two years. Dirt is the new tint, if you guys didn't know. But the point I'm driving at is it's just like you got to be who you are, man. You really do. And you got to be comfortable with being you. And if you're the person who doesn't give a shit about those things, and that's okay. You don't have to get caught up in a rat race. You don't have to get caught up in living someone else's life. You don't have to get caught up in living, you know, how they think you should be living. You got to be honest with yourself about who you are and what makes you happy and what makes you tick. Because once you can be honest with yourself and you're not playing a game competing with the rest of the world, it gets pretty crazy how dangerous and how motivated, how inspired you can be to do all the shit that you want to do. At least that's been my experience. Number nine, put your goals on paper. You guys got to write stuff down. Um, I'm old school. I go pen and paper. If you do it on notes on your iPhone, that's cool too. But I'm serious, man. I think it's mandatory. Without writing it down, your goals are really nothing more than wishes. And they're probably never going to get granted. Um, There is no magic genie, you know, coming to make your dreams come true. At least no one's ever showed up and granted any of the the things that I've wished for. You know, you control your life. Nobody else does. And I think you got to write it down and you got to focus on it daily and you got to take action. And if you do that consistently over time, even when you're not motivated and when things are going wrong, you can watch the world become yours and you can watch all this really awesome, cool shit happen. And the one example I'll go back to is when, uh, 
we we made the decision to pay off our house uh, like a year and a half ago, maybe even longer at this point. And we just we put it on the fridge, and we had it written down. You know the total when we started. I think when we got really serious, I know this is an Instagram post. It's our number one most listened to podcast. If you guys have never heard it, I think it's called like uh, "We Paid Off Our House" or something, which is also the most amount of negative comments I've ever gotten on anything too, which is odd enough. But uh, I think it was like a hundred and eighty like $6,000 or something was like when we got real serious, that was like the remaining balance on our, our mortgage at that time. And we'd been paying it off down for years and years and years. I think that was like six years in or something. We decided to get serious and uh, it was like 186 K on there. And then every month we'd make a payment and I had every month listed out. I set the goal to do it in 24 months. I think we did it in 14 months. And every month that went by, I just kind of jotted down the total. So like 186, and it went down to like 178. Then it went down to like 166 or whatever the numbers were. And it, towards the end, it started getting crazy and throwing every, you know, you know, piece of spare change I had at it because I just wanted to, you know, get rid of it. But the point was, is if we didn't write that down, and we didn't stick it on the refrigerator and have it be there in front of us every time we grabbed a water, every time we made food, you know, it became a focal point at our house, it became something that we talked about. It became something that I, you know, personally became obsessed with and Heather will, you know, attest to that. But if we didn't write that down, I didn't see it every day and we would talk about it at dinner and we'd talk about it when we go over our monthly budget and we spend money, I don't think it would happen. It would have just been a wish and it would have been like a, you know, a long shot of a goal that we never really took action towards. But writing it down and seeing it every day and making it a priority to discuss when we spend money made it a reality. And it made us do something that very few people are ever going to do. And I'm not, it's not right or wrong. And we chose to do it for the reasons we chose to do it for. But it wouldn't have happened is the point. And I think if you have some massive, real important goals, you got to write them down and, and put them somewhere where they're front and center and you see them and they remind you, especially on the days where you get discouraged or you get thrown off course or roadblocks happen. If you can stay true to your North Star, you can accomplish some pretty badass goals and oftentimes a lot faster and a lot quicker and a lot more efficient than you thought possible. Number 10, shower with inspiration and motivation. I touched on it before briefly. Uh, motivation and inspiration are like showering. You got to do them daily. You need to become obsessed with the purpose for what you want. You got to find a switch, uh, something that drives you, motivates you, something that turns your mind and your body on. And we always go back to, you know, you know, what is your why? Why do you get up each day? You know, why are you working the job you work? Why do you eat the way you eat? Only you can answer that. And maybe your inspiration comes from within. Maybe it's from a song, maybe it's from a talk, maybe it's from a book, maybe a person, uh, maybe it's from a podcast of some dude in a warehouse rambling on about all this shit. You got to find your reason and find that thing that lights you up daily uh, because without your why and without a real true North Star, without a real focus, success in anything is nearly impossible. I mean, it really is. You just have to have something that's constantly pushing and moving you forward. And I go back for us to paying off the house because that's just because it's one of the last kind of, you know, bigger things that we did. And for me, it was just seeing it every day, you know, looking at the total, kind of forecasting what's going on. And all I really did was I listened to uh, the Dave Ramsey show. Uh, and that dude, all they do is talk about the same shit all the time and share you know, people paying off their house or getting out of debt or sharing horror stories about, you know, student loans or car loans or whatever it may be. And even though it was the same shit over and over and over again, it just kind of helped me stay focused. And honestly, since then, I probably haven't listened to more than like one or two episodes because and, and there's nothing wrong with it. Like it's great basic information. But during that season of life, I mean, I would listen to every episode over and over and over because this kind of kept me moving forward. It's the same way sometimes, like if I'm not you know, feeling like training, I'll put on Tupac and maybe put Rocky on the TV or I'll put on, you know, some Jay Cutler YouTube videos or I'll listen to Goggins ramble on for 10 minutes, whatever it is, 
the things that you need to do to get you in that state, you know, to change your physiology, to make you get up off your ass and light a fire under it, find those things. And oftentimes it comes from within and it comes from a burning desire for, you know, you, why do you want to do this? Why does this matter to you? Why is it so important? And why are you going to give up and sacrifice things in order to get where you want to go? Only you know the answer. Number 11, raise your standards. If you raise your standards, you're going to raise your life. By simply raising standards in your life of what is expected and what's not, your entire world can change probably overnight. You know, millions of people go through life kind of just taking it as it comes. They go through each day tolerating being mediocre in various areas of their life. If you're not happy with where you're at, in your relationship, in your career, in the way that you eat, in the way that you train, in the way that your overall health habits are, I challenge you to raise the standards and expect and accept nothing less than being phenomenal in the areas you want to improve. We might not start off in the phenomenal category at everything or anything for that matter, but once you accept nothing less than your absolute best, it's a game changer. It will raise you to another level. You're just pushing further than you ever could before, and you're just not going to accept life as it comes. You're going to take it, and you're going to mold it and shape it and beat the shit out of anything that's in your way. But you have to raise the standard of what's acceptable for you. Because if the standard of your life is you're okay with being in debt your entire life and always kind of struggling, you know, paycheck to paycheck... That's what's going to happen. If you're okay with always yo-yoing weight, up 20 pounds, down 20 pounds, up 30 pounds, down 15 pounds, that's what's going to happen. That's the standard of living you're going to be at. If you're okay with always being 100 pounds overweight, then that's the standard of living that you have said is acceptable. If you're okay with, you know, never having great range of motion, if you're okay with just being an average, you know, parent or an average husband or an average wife, then that's the standard that you've deemed acceptable. But when you get, for lack of a better term, kind of sick and tired of being sick and tired and you accept nothing less than your best fucking effort in an arena of your life, it's going to take you to another level. And you're going to transform to be the person that you want to be or that you're envisioning in your head. But you have to raise your standards in order to get there. Number 12. It's what you give. It's not what you have. Being successful or being rich in my opinion, is not, in capital letters, N-O-T, not about the size of your house. It's not about the car you drive. It's not about how much stuff you have. It's about how much you've given back to the world, especially to those who are less fortunate than you. When someone tells me they're successful, my first question to them is, how much value have you given back and added to the world? Because to me, that's a huge measure of success. To me, that's being rich. Stop looking for success and thinking it comes from being a consumer. So stop being a consumer of everything to find success. Start being a producer of happiness in the lives of other people, especially those around you. The true secret to living is giving. Once you figure that out for yourself, there is nothing that can stop you from being truly happy. I could share a hundred stories here. I've been over this, you know, plenty of times in the podcast. When we give back to the community, when we give back to charities, when we give back to these silent auctions, when we do the adoptive families, I get so much more than that than if I bought myself a new car. I get so much more from that than if I get another pair of pants or another pair of shoes or another, you know, pair of glasses or whatever the thing is. When you stop being just a consumer to find internal happiness and you start being a producer and giving back to others, that, my friends, is when you become, you know, truly emotionally rich. And at least that's the way that I feel. I know my wife shared the same sentiment and I think it would be the same thing for you guys. 
you have to ask yourself when he's like, I'm a success and quote unquote, I made it. How much value have you given back to the world? And do you continue to give back? Because at the end of the day, I think when we die, you know, in between that dash on your tombstone, people won't talk about your house and your car. They'll talk about the things you did for them. They'll talk about the things you did for others. And they'll talk about the way that you made them feel. And that'll be your legacy. That will be your impact on this earth. Not the type of bag that you had. Not the type of shoes you had. Not your designer jeans. Not your fancy car. Not the square footage of your house. It'll be the people's lives you impacted. How you made them feel. That, my friends, will be your legacy. And number 13. Gratitude is greatness. Your gratitude is your greatness. We have a saying on the walls of our gym. And in fact, if you're watching on YouTube right now, it's actually on my shirt. And the phrase is, someone else is praying for the things you take for granted. I'll repeat it again in case you didn't catch it. Someone else is praying for the things you take for granted. If 2020 didn't teach you that and you don't believe that that statement is true, I don't know if there'll ever be a time where you realize it. Or there's another way that we like to phrase it here. There are people out there wishing they had your problems. Think about some of your problems for a second, right? Other people would wish to have them. Don't get consumed with what you don't have. Focus on the abundance of what you do have already. Obviously, you know, in America, we have so much of everything. 5,000 square foot homes, three car garages, multiple SUVs and toys and all these things. And again, I'm not, I'm not against stuff. And, but I live, I've lived here long enough to hear people complain about things like, oh, you know, I got a flat tire on my Mercedes. And like, it's like the end of the world and they're describing it. And I'm like, you drive a Mercedes. How bad can life be? Now, that is an inconvenient problem, but it is also a luxury problem. And there's people out there who are walking five miles to drink dirty-ass river water and then hauling that back to their village to give it to their kids and their family. That seems like more of a real fucking problem. Not you having a flat tire in your Mercedes on the way to getting your hair done. Like, someone else you know, would love to have those problems. And the phrase we always share is if we all threw our problems in a pile and we saw all the shit everyone was dealing with, we would sprint back in that pile and grab our own stuff super fast and be like, wow, I can't believe how great I had it when I really see all the suffering and struggle that's going on in the world. And if you understand that there's like 8 billion people on the planet, if you're lucky enough to have an iPhone and Netflix and live in a house with air conditioning and heat and drink $7 coffees and go out to fancy dinners with your friends, you are fucking blessed beyond measure. You really are. Do not get consumed with what you do not have. Focus on the abundance of the things you already have. Just being born in this era and this time and being a human being is amazing. And it's a gift that I, I really think a lot of us take for granted. And if you've listened to me ramble on this entire podcast, if there's one thing you can take away from these 13 keys, let it be this before you go. Never let the things you want make you forget the things you have. Never let the things you want make you forget the things you have. Because we all get wrapped up in the, you know, this guy has a nicer house or a car and he got that opportunity and I didn't get it. And it's the keeping up with the Joneses bullshit and all of that stuff. The comparison game does rob you of joy and it steals from all the gifts that you have in this moment. That's the takeaway. Never let the things you want make you forget the things you have. We've all been guilty of it at times, but if you can get to a place in your mind where you're really mindful of it and understand if you can have gratitude for the smallest things, just to be able to wake up every day, to run, to jump, to move, to love, to cry, to laugh, you'll be at a place mentally that very few people are. And that's where you kind of you know elevate to become the person, I guess, that you're, you, you're wanting to be. And so I hope you took something away from this. And more importantly, not just knowing these things, but you go out and you actually put these keys, you know, to practice, if you will. And I promise if you do that, it'll improve your overall health. 
and your happiness almost immediately. Because at the end of the day, you guys are the CEO of your own lives. You control everything that happens. Maybe not to you, because we can't control that, but we can control how we react to it. So you're the CEO of your life. You're the CEO of the things you consume in terms of food, the books you read, the shows you watch, the conversations you engage in, and the company you keep. You're responsible for everything from this point forward. You decide what changes you want to make. You decide the standards you want to live by every single day. So I want to thank you guys, obviously, for taking the time to listen to this. Again, there's no secrets here. Uh, I'm not sharing anything earth-shattering stuff that you probably don't already know. Maybe I'm just chopping it and serving it um, and giving it to you in a little bit different way. And so, you know, take it with you and and, uh, marinate on it uh, as you like to. But it's just a simple message, you know, about raising your standards. And uh, if you're not happy with the way that things are going in your, you know, physical, mental, spiritual, emotional health, you know, raise the standards and take massive action today and every day moving forward. And if you do that, you have a pretty amazing quality, badass life. So anything else for you guys you want to hear, obviously hit me up. Uh, I'll probably bring Heather back on the podcast, maybe Monday, do a little Memorial Day special. We'll see. Again, if you guys need anything from me, obviously, you know, hit us up and contact us, you know, where you can. And again, reminder, we're kicking off our Sunday Advanced Metcon series here in 15 days. The site, jeremyscottfitness.com slash Sunday dash advanced dash Metcon. It's going to be a face melter. I promise you that. It's not going to be easy. It'll challenge you and it'll change you if you let it. And if you want a little podcast discount code, I'm happy to provide it for you if it makes life a little bit easier. And uh, the link's in my IG bio. And again, I'll put it on the newsletter um, pretty much every day starting a Memorial Day moving forward. And uh, if you guys got questions, obviously hit me up. I'm happy to uh, break down the program for you best I can. And also the podcast is brought to you by my homies at Athletic Greens. AthleticGreens.com forward slash Jeremy Scott for a year's supply of free vitamin D and five free travel packs with order one. And if you're really on the fence and you want to try some greens and you're really not sure about the taste, hit me up. I'll have Monica send a pack right to your front door. I don't care what state or country you live in. I'm happy to hook you up if we can. So again, I appreciate you guys. Hope you enjoyed this. If you want the written version of this podcast, hit me up. I'm happy to uh, hook you guys up with the ebook version so you can have the takeaways printed out and kind of read them along if you need to. Otherwise, just re-listen to this and you can hear me ramble on for another hour. So appreciate you guys. If you happen to be on Apple Podcasts, go to the podcast icon, scroll your finger all the way down, drop me a five-star, leave a comment. I truly would appreciate it. And uh, until next time, you guys, uh, have an amazing Memorial Day weekend if I don't talk to you before Monday. And until next time, eat well, train hard, be nice to people, and please, you guys, keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you soon. Peace.